Okay, guys, I just hit record and good morning. It's 10 o'clock. So sometimes people will straggle on and that's totally fine. I'll just kind of chit chat a little bit here at the beginning and do housekeeping stuff. Um, as we've mentioned a few times, we really want to maintain privacy for people who participate in this activity. So I just pick some kind of naming convention each time. And today it's a holiday theme. So I'm going to rename people gift in a number. Um, we keep the participants video off. If you want to show your face, that's completely fine. But um, most of the time people don't and I get it because we want to maintain anonymity. Um, and the way this works is you just volunteer if you want. If you don't want to, that's completely fine. We just, if nobody wants to be coached, we'll just kind of talk about something. Um, you can notice all of the functions in Zoom. Um, it's the chat function should be turned on. So if anybody actually wants to, uh, let me just type a message here and make sure it's working. So that you guys can talk to each other in the chat. If somebody can respond, that would be awesome. But let me rename you first before you respond. Um, there we go. Yay, thank you gift two for responding. Perfect, okay. And then um, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm Jess, I'm a pediatric orthopedic surgeon and life coach and um, this story gets kind of old because I've told it like a thousand times, but long and short of it is that I uh, really had a tough time um, several years out into practice and it was in the postpartum period. Um, I became very anxious. And then even after that, starting my job out of fellowship, I was just like, oof, really struggling. Um, with probably what I call situational depression and then um, kind of snowballed from there. And I did all these things to feel better. I was burned out completely and totally. I was completely disconnected from my husband, from my daughter. Uh, it was kind of one of those like robots who had a smile and looked really polished on the outside, but on the inside just felt completely numb and um, pretty miserable. So I, you know, got in shape, I lost weight, I got better sleep, blah, blah, blah. And all that was great, but it's, I just still kind of felt crappy. Um, and then I discovered coaching and that's what was the kind of the secret sauce that helped me to turn things around. And now I want to share it with everybody, primarily women surgeons, because I feel like the way we have been cultured, sounds like yogurt, the way we've been cultured, um, in Western medicine, um, particularly for surgery and surgery subspecialties is basically a lot of men all over the place. And that's great. Cause I love men. I don't want to, um, discount what they offer, but we have lots of hills to climb and, um, our, um, training teaches us certain things. And, um, there's not a lot of self-love that goes along with all of that. And, I feel like we need practice. So that, I don't know, it sounds like I'm mumbling a little bit, but why don't we go ahead and get started. And as people come on, if, uh, if you just see me taking a moment, I'm just gonna rename people as they come on.
So um, let me just double check and make sure we're recording. Great, perfect. Alrighty, so uh, does anybody have anything they would like to be coached on this morning? If so, all you have to do is raise your hand um, and then I will promote you to panelists and you'll be able to talk. So you can raise your hand or if you wanna type something into the chat, that is good too. So we'll give people a few minutes to see if there's something on your mind. Could be anything. You may not even think there's something to be coached on. We can just pick a topic. December is the month of feelings. And um, it's interesting how cut off we usually are from our feelings, but how important they are to recognize because they give us a lot of information. Um, oh, yay. Here we go. Analyst and allow to talk. Cool. Okay, gift three. Gift three. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Sorry, I have my little one with me, but my husband is putting our other kid to sleep. So if he becomes crabby, I will pass him off. <laughs> this is how we roll. This yeah, that's how we roll. My kids next door, certain to knock on the door. And then I have two dogs that are going to lose their freaking minds as soon as anything with a pulse walks by. Okay, okay good. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, I think he's happy at the moment. So <laughs> I think I this is so minor. So it seems ridiculous. But it's literally I'm obsessed with it right now. and I can't let it go. Please. So then I was like, I should probably talk about because it's so rich. Ah, it's so great. It's so silly. So I just can't, I'm like, you have to enjoy your weekend. So you have to let this go. Um, so yes. Yeah. So yesterday I was covering, um, so I'm a trauma ICU attending mm -hmm. and I was covering the one ICU. Um, and my partners asked, can you go cover a simple appendectomy at the other hospital? Because they're a swamp there. I said, no problem. This was at like noon, noon and things were slow for me. So I go there at noon and, um, and they're like, your case will be at 1230. And then they're like, and then they change that and say, okay, just kidding. Your start time is two. And they say, oh, it's bumped your start time. I know everyone knows this story. Your start time is three. Okay. It's bumped your start, start time is 415. Can you do 415? I was like, yes, I can do 415. And then, and then I, so I go to the holding area and I'm sitting there like tapping my foot, like, come on, you know, like, what can I do to speed this up? You know? And of course the patient rolls up at four 30 and then she has to go to the bathroom and I'm just like, I want to go home and see my children. And, um, and so at, uh, so then at four 45, they were debating about whether she could go or not. Cause she had had contrast or a contrast anyway like two recently, like two hours, whatever for COVID was anesthesia. And it had been like an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, forget it. For, I, there's a surgeon. I'm sorry. I'll put my down. I was like, there is a surgeon on call for this exact reason, like on one of my partners. And so I call him exasperated. And I was like, mm -hmm. his call shift usually starts at five. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, can you please come cover this case right now? And most of my partners who all actually have children too, mm -hmm. would just stay in, they would just stay and do the case. They would just stay and do it. But I was like, I only get two hours max, usually one to one and a half of them each day. 
And if I start this case at 5.15 or whatever, I'm not gonna be home till six, they go to bed at seven. So I asked him, I was exasperated. He was annoyed. He's like, yep, I'll be over when I'm over. And I just feel terrible. I feel terrible. He was annoyed. He came, he didn't complain. He's like, yep. You know, and, but I, but I could, I know him, you know, I know him well, he's a wonderful person, but it was like, I should just go that, I felt like I should just go that extra mile. Men, all my partners will, mo not all, but most of my partners will for everybody just, you know, and I just couldn't, I was just so pissed that I just was like, I've been sitting here twiddling my thumbs, not getting any academic work done, nothing done, four hours have gone by. I'm doing, and I could be home with my kids. I would happily go home, you know, and then come back and, you know, have that an exchange there. But because I'm, you know, it's just, that wouldn't be, that's not like the way we, I should, if I go back, it should be back to the other ICU, or the other hospital. So anyway, I'm just so anxious because I'm like, is everyone going to think I'm like, I want something, I want to have special, special privileges. I want special, you know, something or whatever when, when they have kids too. You know, like, so I just can't, I'm having a hard time letting it go and I can't bring it up to him again. Like I can't bring it up to anyone. And I'm just, I don't know why it just has spun off this whole like ugh, tornado of emotions and I can't seem to relax and enjoy anything else. <laughs> okay. So this is not crazy. This is awesome actually, because this is something we all deal with. There are a few things in here that are juicy, juicy coaching things. Um, so let me tell you what I noticed and then you tell me what you want to work on and then everything else, because it is kind of juicy, we can maybe like turn into a blog or a different topic for another day, but okay. So first thing you started with was this is so minor, but I'm obsessed and I can't let it go. So like just that alone is like. I know that we do this. We want to like make things seem minor, but it's clearly not minor to you right now. And that is okay because there's no like ranking system for problems, like good problems, bad problems. And I think like when something's really bugging you, then that's great. We can pay attention to that and learn what it is that's bugging you. And I'm, so does that make sense? Like, I don't, I don't want people yeah. to ever feel like their problems aren't worth looking at because it's like a so-called minor problem, but I get it because it's kind of like one of those things you tell yourself that sounds really good, <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's like, it's driving you crazy, right? Yeah. It, yeah, um, it is. I know. And that's, that's why I was like, actually, I was recognizing my emotions. Like, why is this driving me so insane? That is awesome. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing was, um, that I noticed was like, okay, it's a topic of when, um, you know, we all experience these stupid delays. <laughs> yeah. It's like this system outside of us that clearly we cannot control. And there's just like bump, 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 bump. And just when you think you get to go in, it's like, nope, bump. So I think anybody who is a surgeon, if, if they have not experienced this, then they're not really a surgeon because <laughs> this is just yeah. like super common. And we could all learn how to approach that just to try to like use the time and all of that. But then what I think is maybe has risen up to the surface here is this interaction with your partner, because it sounds to me like you're 
the most concerned about the partner being annoyed and you feeling like you should have just stayed, but you just couldn't. And what are they going to think of me? Because I, I wanted to go home. Is that fair yeah, I, or not? I think, I think, yeah, I think the, I'm, I'm afraid of them, of them saying, I guess, thinking that I'm not a team player. Yeah. I think that's, I'm, and I'm afraid that I wasn't a team player. <laughs> like in reality, I, 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 I could have put a little more extra effort and, um, and stayed, I could have. Uh, and so, and I usually do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, but I also am tired of, I wouldn't say I, I, I'm not, I'm not the person who's always going to stay late and do that one extra thing. And and men and partners aren't either. And most people are okay with that. So I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I just feel like we have a really, um, we're stre- we're usually stretched a, a little on the thin side and we have to somehow I don't know where to draw the line in the sand with like with work sometimes like where and yesterday for whatever reason it bubbled up and I said I'm not even on call I was supposed to be here for daytime help it's now progressing in the nighttime I don't know why I made the choice that I did I I, I just I guess I'm judging myself because yeah, I just feel I feel guilty I don't know what else to say <laughs> okay well that's good because this is this is a good thing to work on so I'm just writing out the C part of it so like the facts for people who don't understand the model or maybe uh, just want a little refresher here the model is our tool that we use there are a gazillion coaching tools but this is the one that we teach in our group and so what we want to do is just pull out what are the facts of gift threes situation here. So the facts are that the, um, the call case had been bumped. However, many times we want to make this like anything that's provable. So hang on, I'm just going to change the name. Oops. Sorry. I'm getting distracted. Yeah. Um, five. Hey Kelly, I'm going to promote you to panelist and then maybe you could keep with the renaming convention Let's see if we can do that. So I don't distract myself when I'm um, sorry, sorry, gift three, hang on just a second. I'm going to promote Kelly to panelists and then maybe Kelly can, um, manage the renaming. Okay. So back to gift three. So the first thing we want to do is pick out what are the facts of this particular situation. The facts are is that you, you said yes to this case. You were, you showed up, you were there and waiting for the case. The case got bumped numerous times, like say five times or whatever. And then it was close to when the call shift starts. So the call person starts at five and you ask your partner to cover the case. And then partner, can do you recall what he said to you? Um, he said, okay, like that. <laughs> Just like that. Time. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll say like, uh, okay. Um, and yeah, then, like a little bit annoyed. <laughs> so we think like, he uh, might okay. be annoyed. Yeah. So, so with that, like, those are the facts of the case of the, of the situation. And then you have thoughts about it. So the thoughts I heard you say were like, my partner's annoyed. Um, I should go the extra mile. I'm not a team player. They're not going to think I'm a team player. 
everyone's going to think I want special privileges. So what do you think is the thought that's really kind of like bubbling up as the, the predominant one? Um, I think I'm, that I'm not, a, I guess I'm not a team player. So you're like, I'm not, I'm not really a team player here. Or that like, yeah, something like that. I'm not a team player. Okay. And when you think that thought, I'm not a team player, how do you feel? Uh, I guess like, I think you're, it does cascade into a whole series of other thoughts of course. <laughs> that are not, that are not productive. Like, um, I mean, I don't believe these things deeply, but sometimes I'm like, why am I even doing this? What, you know, like this, this isn't even what I want to be doing or, but it, but it is. So that's a silly thing to say, but I don't know. Like I wasn't meant to be doing this. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. I don't have enough like dedication. Maybe this isn't the right path for me, even though I'm like <laughs> well into it. Yeah. So this is exactly what happens when we're thinking about the situation and we have this thought download and it's like vomit comes out of your brain. It's like a lot of sentences. They're coming fast. They're all jumbled up and mixed together. So it, the, the usefulness of this tool is to try to like tease apart what they actually are and then pick one. doesn't even matter which one it is, but you just pick one and then see how that plays out in your experience of the world. And mm -hmm. then, um, but for the, for purpose of the, of the live coaching, it's like nice to pick the one that's like really painful for you. So is it that I'm not a team player or is it, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this job or something along those lines? Um, I guess it's maybe I'm not dedicated enough. Does that count? Yeah. That's similar to, I'm not a team player. I'm not, I'll just write dedicated enough. When you think the thought I'm not dedicated enough, what do you feel? Well, I, I feel angry because I think I, you know, our training and everything, I, I'm clearly dedicated enough. <laughs> but I just feel, I feel, <laughs> I, I guess angry is the word. Okay. Um, because and I, because I feel like we're kind of taken advantage of, and I, I feel like in medicine in general, we're taking advantage of to a degree. And okay. I, so let's look at angry because angry as a feeling is like a, um, like a category almost. And so is there a way that you could distill down and figure out really specifically what it is? is it like you like the taken advantage of feeling what's a word for that? Like used or, uh, abused, um, 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 exploited. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think exploited is a good word. Yeah. Okay. So I've been doing this a lot more lately because it will also, because it's the feelings month and I can talk a little bit about the importance of this is that our feelings. Okay. So our thoughts create our feelings. Our thoughts start in our brain. Our feelings happen in our body. And the brain initiates this cascade of events that goes out to your body and you feel something. 
And a lot of times we start with something that's kind of a um, more of like a global or generic feeling. But if we really think about it and really try to characterize it, it's like we can dial it down and dialing it down is useful because our feelings give us information. Our feelings will tell us usually something about ourselves, like something we value. They'll tell us something we desire or they'll tell us something we need. So if we can kind of understand better what your feeling is, then we can understand what it's trying to tell you. Um, so exploited was one, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to try to offer things, um, to help you, to help open up your, your, your thought process a little bit about what the feeling really, really is. And it could be that it's angry. It could be you're just fucking pissed. So pardon my language with your son or daughter right there. Oh, he, he's, he's, he's one, so he has no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> No, I think, um, no, I think you're right. It's not, it's like, you're right. It's along the lines of like, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I hate the, I, I think I read this on your guys' Facebook, like to say it's not fair. I just feel like I want to say it's not fair. <laughs> but okay, yeah. it's not fair. So um, like, uh, what's a, what's a word like, like an unjust feeling or something like that. Like you're, like you're being taken advantage of, right? Like, or yeah. um, what's a word for unfair? Slighted? Uh, oh. Slighted, I just feel like, yeah. Okay. I think like, I just, yeah, I think exploited is the, is the right word. Is that not an emotion? Is that why we can't use it? Totally an emotion. And oh, okay. she's offering some too here. She says disempowered. Yeah, disempowered. Yeah, that's that's actually it. Because it's like the feeling of like, I have no control over my time whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And no yeah. ability to like make any promises to my family or children or husband who's Jewish and it's Hanukkah. Like mm -hmm. no promises. Of, not lighting candles tonight. You know what I mean? Like that's what I feel like I have to, like he just has to, I hate that, that they have, I can't be reliable for them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, um, so this is a very big reason for burnout. Thank you, Kelly, for, um, she's privately messaging me. So you're getting coached by two people simultaneously. <laughs> um, so, um, this is so, so important It's why it's not minor, right? Like these are the things that are happening to us all the time in our, in our internal world that contributes to burnout. So I think it's great that we're talking about this. Okay, so if the feeling is disempowered, we'll review. These are the things happening. Case was bumped a bunch of times. Call person starts at five, and the case eventually got bumped like basically to five. You ask your partner to cover it. The partner says, oh, okay. And you are thinking, I'm not dedicated enough. And that makes you feel disempowered. So when you feel disempowered, what do you do? Um get sad and <laughs> get pissed get okay. pissed. frustrated I get really like at work you know I mean all the time when there's when this happens literally all the time I'm just like I sit there and I fume and then I just and I complain <laughs> which is not helpful either and then I get over it and then I move on 
Okay. So you fume and you complain. Let's see what that actually means. Fuming. Is that like a thought loop where you're just like saying stuff over and over and over again in your head? Yeah. Like this yeah. sucks. I hate this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So when you have this thought loop, this is critical. We all do this. We're all humans. Women surgeons are expert thought loopers. Another word for this is rumination. And so what we do is we like think these thoughts over and over again in our heads that usually have something to do with judgment of ourselves and judgment of other people. So when you're fuming, you're usually like, not you gift three, but people in general are like, I didn't, I'm not good enough. I should be better at this. I should be a better team player. I should be blah, blah, blah. Or these other people suck. They should do more, blah, blah, blah. So it's like judgment of ourselves, judgment of others. Is there anything like that that you can comment on that you're doing when you're actually fuming? Well, yeah, I definitely think, well, I think sometimes like this wouldn't happen to the chair. This wouldn't happen to such and such person. They get everything they can like, you know, make like, what's where they, like they have marionettes, like they can make everything work for them. And why do I feel like I, which isn't true. I mean, in terms of, I'm not the only one, everyone deals with this. So I guess I just think like, yeah, I, I think all of those things, I think like, why, how come, you know, I bet anesthesia is taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet, um, you know, no one has any sense of urgency. Um, like, why is this resource, like, why can't it be better utilized at this hospital? And the resource being the OR and sort of its overall flow. Um, yeah, and I just like, and this is never gonna get better. Okay, so that's um, kind of like inventing a future a little bit, yeah. like this is always gonna be this way. Because this is yeah. important because when we get to the action line, you know, we think oftentimes when we're running the model that like the action line means like stuff, like outward things that we're doing, like, oh, I went and ate a pizza or, oh, I went and ran on my treadmill for three hours or I yelled at somebody. But a lot of times the action's actually internal and it's, and that takes a toll as well. So the action line is kind of like your experience of the world during this time. It's like you're feeling disempowered internally and then you're doing all these things internally, like yeah. ruminating, which is yeah. exhausting. It's okay. exhausting. Yeah, it's you're exhausting. right. And so then what are you not doing when you're doing all of this, these things? Uh, all of the other millions of things I should be doing, like clear, cleaning out my in-basket. <laughs> There's other things I could be doing, that's for sure. So like not doing actual work? Yeah. Or research or whatever? Whatever it is that you had to do that day. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you can think of that you do or you don't do? When I'm like ruminating there? Yeah. Um, like even this weekend, um, is this is impacting your weekend? Cause you're still thinking the, about it. You're still, I, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm what's still that feeling like with your, with your interactions with your family this weekend? Well, I worked, I was, I went in this morning, but like, uh, then I got home and yeah, I'm not present with my kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
I mean, I'm there, I'm playing around, I'm playing with them, but I'm not like, I'm kind of white knuckling a little bit. Cause I, in the back of my mind, I'm feeling this like guilty, like I have this guilt feeling <clears throat> about this silly appy. And I'm sure my partner has not thought about it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> white knuckling. I love that term. It's so descriptive. Okay. So we can see here, like feeling disempowered leads to all of this stuff that you experience, right? You're ruminating and questioning and fuming and complaining and not getting actual things done. Um, and then not being present with kids in the family and having like this white knuckling sort of, you know, experience of the weekend. And can you see what result this produces for you? Yeah. I, um, Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. It's a, it's on, it's a, it's a frustrating experience. It is. And so this is super fascinating. And why I love the model so, so much is that our thoughts are first descriptive and then they become prescriptive. And what I mean by that is you, you're thinking the thought I'm not dedicated enough, right? That's like really, um, kind of one of those thoughts that sounds like you're being like, um, what's the word? Like it sounds really good. Cause it sounds like, you know, oh gosh, I'm not dedicated enough or whatever. It's, it's really tricky because when you think that thought, it literally incapacitates you from being more dedicated to anything, including yourself. And do you see how this is? Okay, having the thought, I'm not dedicated enough, creates a feeling of being disempowered. You feel disempowered. And when you feel that way, it's like ruminating and questioning and judging people and judging yourself and judging the system and complaining, then not doing anything that really is meaningful to you, not being with your children, white knuckling. So not only yeah. are you like, not kind of like a member of any team. It's like you're disconnected from yourself. It's like, you're not even, it's totally incapacitating. Yeah. Can you see that? I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening. Absolutely. And so then like in the result is, is like, you think your job totally sucks. Like it does not give you any ability to have any authority it doesn't it's it's incapacitating so that's that's the word i like to use right now so we're going to say the result is is you're incapacitating incapacitated from any team from from being yeah like from life i yeah totally from being on any, oh, Lord have mercy. I need to go back to my like second grade writing, um, being on any team, including your own team, home team. Because we're like, we have to kind of team up with ourselves and have our own damn back sometimes. Now, I just have a couple questions here just to be devil's advocate, because this is what your brain is offering you. And it's totally normal. We've all done this 1 million times where we think, like, you know, 
like we're burdening somebody else by asking them to do something or whatever. But let me ask you this. How many times have you helped somebody else? Uh, plenty. I mean, like tons, right? Yeah, definitely. Because, because in real, in like actual life, you are dedicated. Yeah, so, I am. I am. Yeah. There are times though where I will say, no, let me like, it's, there are times where I'll say no. And, uh, but I, I'm not like unfairly. No, it's just, it, we have like roles. We each have roles and sometimes they'll ask you to step out of your role. And I'm fine doing that literally any time of the day or night, except five 30 to seven. Mm-hmm. That's the only time where I'm like, no, I, I just can't do it five 30 to seven. And, um, but, and, and yeah, so I don't, I, but I still, many times I do, I not, I will get kind of roped in or I will agree because I'm maybe the only one who can do that procedure or that thing, whatever it is they're looking for. And that's a different story. But if they're, you know, if it's not my role and we all, there's about eight roles in my partner group. Like if it's not my role, then I feel like if it's between five, three and seven, I don't feel like I have to say yes. And I, I, and I just feel like, I don't know if everybody thinks that way. <laughs> so but plenty, some do, but not everyone. So this is, this is where you could do work, right? Because if this is an absolute thing for you, where you're like, this is, this is protected time. 530 to seven is protected time. And I just listened to the exceptions you listed, which make perfect sense. Um, there, I think there are a couple things here. Number one is you can just decide that that is your protected time and you don't, actually need a reason. You don't need anybody to agree with you or you don't need to justify it to anybody. You could want to like go get a pedicure every day at 5:30 and wouldn't have I mean that is your choice to make. Um I think having a some kind of a boundary set up is completely within your realm as a professional person, especially since you do give 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 like you're totally a team player and there is a reason why there is a call person every day, right? Like call starts at five o'clock. This is, this is not even, um, I, I, I guess looking at it as an outsider, we have things like this happen all the time. And like, you know, your call starts at five o'clock. So something just got bumped and bumped and bumped. And so then of course the call person just takes it. So I think that like when your partner reacts with that, oh, okay, that with the inflection in his voice that he used makes you think that he is annoyed. And that's another thing that this whole thing kind of outlines is that we have no control over other people's emotions and we cannot be responsible for other people's emotions and when we try to be responsible for their emotions, we are the ones that suffer for it, clearly. Um, so that's another area to be kind of like thinking a little bit about and trying to work on a little bit is understanding that you have no control and maybe your partner really wasn't even annoyed. Maybe he was just surprised. Maybe he, you know, like who, who knows? Like we just- I know, I don't even know if he was annoyed or not because- I, I think that I, I, 50, 50 chance, maybe, maybe not though. Cause yeah, 
I, I, that's true. I might be making that up. I don't think so. I, I, but he, um, yeah, I think, I think he might've been also just reacting to my exasperation on the phone. Cause I was so exasperated at that point that the case yeah. had been bumped so many times and it was already like, I couldn't believe it. He was like, oh, okay. You know, like, eh, I don't know. And I just, uh, uh, he, I think he was, I think it was also my, I didn't present myself like collected, which I think would have been a nicer way to hear that you had to go to a case. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, um, I think, I think probably what I need to do is I, I like you, I, I started thinking this through myself. Like I, I need to define what my boundaries are Mm -hmm. and not be and don't get myself stressed and ashamed over them and just state them as facts and then I think everyone will it, it'll be less received as like I'm exasperated and I need this big favor as more like oh I, I think it would be more well received like in general it'll just be I think the communication will work better does that make sense it makes perfect sense and you are you're doing like higher level coaching with yourself, self-coaching, because what you're realizing is, is that the way you show up impacts your um, ability to communicate with people and it can impact the way other people in turn respond, right? Because they have thoughts about us. We have thoughts about them. We can't control each other, but to a certain extent, I mean, you have the power in the way you show up. So in fact, like this is possible to, to, dis, to disprove it. I know this is how you feel right now. And um, what you've just expressed to me is that you actually do have power because you can present yourself a certain way. And all of that comes from a different thought, which you just said too, was like, these are, these are my boundaries, take it or leave it. Like, this is just the way things are for me. Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I think that if I, I also, I think that my partners probably, if we had that sort of mutual understanding, like, which we do it, um, it, most of us do. I don't think that, um, I think it would go over well, like to be, uh, you know, by and large, because most of my partners have small children. They do. And they probably also have wives or husbands, but probably wives who do the five to seven thing. Yeah. Part of the culture issue, right? It's like, I have just stopped feeling bad about stuff like this in my own group because I'm the only woman. And I just think to myself, you know what? Their dinner's waiting for them when they get home. Probably. I mean, I'm making assumptions, but I'm like, probably they have somebody who's taking care of these things. But if I'm not there, these things aren't going to happen. So I don't feel bad about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I think, I think that, I think that's, I think I need to think about how best to, I think, I think you're right. I, I need to think about how best to define my boundaries and try to stick to them in a way that's like not, that doesn't seem like I'm not a team player. That doesn't seem like I'm not 
you know, um, that, that, that comes across as like, I'm just defining what my needs are. I think, I don't know how to communicate that. In a, yeah. Here's my, I think it would be really useful for the group to actually put this in a new model to show you how you are a team player. And um, Kelly just made a really important comment that maybe they, the partner spouses would really love them around from five to seven. And they're the ones that have the boundary issues. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a total possibility. So let's keep, we're going to keep the circumstances the same. So it's the 445 Appy, Appy partner says, oh. And then what if we just say, I am, I am a team player? Because the team, is there are several teams here. There's the team of you and your partners and patients. There's the team of you and your family. And there's the team of you and yourself. And all of these teams, you know, exist for you. So what happens if you just say to yourself, I am a team player? How do you feel? Mm, I know. I start to think of all the times I wasn't a team player. <laughs> That's how I feel. When you think you, when you, when, cause I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I, I am a team player might not be useful for you. What about like, I set this app, appy up perfectly. So it's ready to go for him. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> right. So that's available. I teed this up. Um, another option would be like, I'm the one who like said yes. And I waited around all damn day. Yeah. I mean, that's also how I felt. Yeah. You know, like that's being a team player. You, when your partner asked you to go do it, even though you had a commitment at another hospital, you're like, yeah, I'll totally do that. And you see, yeah, that's you, true. You waited, double. Hmm. you waited from noon to four forty-five. Yeah, right? that's true. So, um, you know, I said, yes, I said yes in the first place. That's also available. Um, like you're totally dedicated enough. I waited, I waited for five hours. I'm dedicated. Yeah. No, that's true. All of that is true. I mean. The other thing is, is like call starts at five. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. Um, yeah. Okay, so this is just an example of how like there are so many other things available and our brains will want to have the negative thing be going because that's just what our brains do. Our brains want to be, we have the negative bias where you just like are conditioned to look for the negative stuff. So all it is, is just practicing, looking for the other things. And, and it's like refocusing. And once you refocus, 
then you can practice that. It doesn't mean that the negative thing goes away. Um, and, and it doesn't really even have to, you can just turn the volume down because your brain is just going to want to be like sometimes, um, giving you this message that you're not a team player or that you're not dedicated enough. And then you can just be like, well, it's possible that I'm totally dedicated enough. It's okay that I don't think so from time to time, but it's possible that I am, and it's possible that I am a team player. And what ends up happening then is then it shifts the feeling in your body. So the feeling then drives obviously different actions, as you might imagine. Yeah. A different result. No, you're right. No, you're right. And to be honest, the more I think about it, I, I, was, a team, I was a team player yesterday. You were the best team player. Oh my God. <laughs> think about it. Like no. this person had a trauma surgeon at the ready for five hours, this patient. Yeah. Yeah. No, true. And I mean, and I went and I did, I saw like uh, three other consults, like between four and five while we were waiting. Actually, yeah. I did do some work and I changed a G tube and <laughs> I did do things to try to just like help the date, the guy who was there. Cause I knew he was busy. So no, I was a team player. You're right. You were totally a team player. So now I think that these are some great lessons that we can all learn from because we, we can't know what's happening in your partner's mind or why he said that, or, you know, if he's annoyed or not annoyed and it doesn't matter because this is not our business. It's his business and his response has more to do with him than anybody else. And, um, so that's really, really important. And then I've had times too, where I've just not really liked the way I've shown up with people. And I've gone back after the fact, and I've been like, you know what? I'm really sorry about that. And this is just not the person I want to be. And so thank you so much for stepping up in that time. And, and um, I really appreciate that. And I'm hoping I can get you back sometime. I've done that just because I don't like it when I'm like flapping my wings and just like losing it. But that it just, everybody just gets to kind of like decide for themselves who they want to be and how they want to show up. Um, yeah. Most of the time. It's something about that. As I see that, once I see five hit and then I'm like, I just feel this, like I have, I have two hours. I have two, this is a two hours of time that I get with like two hours and every minute that goes by, I just get more and more frustrated because I try to be, you know, it's not, if I, if I know I'm going to be able to be out the door by five 30, then I'm not, if I, there's like some you know, defined thing, a meeting, something like that, then I'm not like, I'm like, whatever, fine. I'm out the door by five 30. But like, partially why I went into this field was for the shift type, like for, for that reliability of the shifts. That's, mm -hmm. And so, and, and so the fact that that's not happening makes me also it's frustrating because I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to give me to find like when you're home, you're home and you're at work, you work, but not this like work just goes on endlessly for hours and hours every, you know, all, all the time. Yeah. So to me, that sounds like you really know what you want. You really know what you value and there's nothing wrong with that at all. So here's what I wanted to say a little bit about the feeling part. If we can, we have like 10 more minutes um, about the feeling because we started with a feeling of angry. We started with a feeling of angry and with just some questions, you can kind of like 
dial it down to something more specific. And we ended up, so we talked about things like exploited. Um, there were a couple of other things, but the thing that ended up really resonating with you was disempowered. So yeah. oftentimes our feelings, um, I like to I use this like fever metaphor. So if your patient has a fever, fever is something that's happening in the body. And you just start asking questions like, when did this start? Um, do you have pain? Is there any redness? Are you swollen? Um, you know, are you, do you have chills? Like it, it ca causes you to start to get curious about what's happening in this person's body. So the same thing is true for our feelings. It's just like a signal that something is needing attention. So usually our feelings will signal to us something like, something we value, something we need, or something we want. So in this case, if you were feeling disempowered, I wonder what it, it's, what that was. Like, what do you value? What do you need? Or what do you want? And then once you answer that question, then you know what to do. It's kind of cool actually. So is there anything that comes to mind? Like when you're feeling disempowered, does that tell you anything about what you value? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I value, I value being able to spend time with my family, my kids. Yeah. So you value like basically dedicating time to your da -da, da dedicating time to family. So you value your family. Um, does it signal to you anything that you needed or wanted? Um, I mean, want, like, yeah, I want to have some say in like the flow of my, in some say in my timetable, some, 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 some say in the flow of my day, I suppose is the way to put it. Like agency or authority which could also be yeah. something you value, like you really value agency, you value like having authority, autonomy. So th this is why I think it's really cool that our feelings, even though it's unpleasant when you're feeling it, if you use it and look at it and see what it's actually trying to tell you, then it can help you understand what to do next. So like now, if you know that this is what you value and what you want or need, then now you can set to set forth a plan to make that happen. And you kind of already did that because you identified, you know, I went into trauma for the shifts, uh, or maybe that was one of the reasons you went into trauma was for the shifts. So you could have predictability and, and you value the time be between five and seven. And so here's a boundary that I can set up and you don't have to apologize for it and you don't need permission to do it. It's like it, the boundary is your business. You set that up for yourself. And then when boundaries are broken, that's when you have a, like set up a consequence for people who break your boundaries. But yeah. I just think this, this is something that rings true with so many of us. We have been here like 1 million times. So you're a human and we all lose it. We all have partners that respond weird and, um, it does not have to ruin the rest of your weekend. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're right. It's the disempowerment. It's the, it, I, I, it totally, it makes a lot, so much sense that, um, 
that leads to this whole cascade. And, um, and yeah, and I think that, I think you're right about, um, yeah, defining, defining my, define, making, defining what, you know, what my needs are and I, and finding a way to express that in like a professional way mm-hmm. so that I'm not like this exasperated, like <laughs> stressed out uh, person. Thank well, you. um, awesome. That was super generous of you to share that with us because guess what? You're also a team player in group coaching. Um, looks like it's a theme for you too. thanks a lot yeah so let's see i will put you back into the mix here and then does we have about eight minutes left so does anybody else have a question um have anything we want to talk about or anything that kjc and i can work out i'll make kjc able to talk um, I just asked you to unmute yourself, Kelly, Kelly, Joe, Kelly, Jane, <laughs> Kelly, Jess. Uh, that was a great coaching session. What do you have anything to add? You, you were really giving me lots of little pearls there. In the I just loved watching her feeling like she had no power turn into her realizing she had all the power. Yeah. That is the most beautiful thing about coaching. So- can you say that in your words for everyone? Because I don't know that I captured that so much. I saw uh, it, but it would be helpful if you could describe that for everybody. So she was she was saying like, oh, you know, basically, ah, this, this situation sucks. And then she was kind of carrying that into her weekend and feeling so disempowered and realizing how that caused her ruminating. And then at the end, when she was realizing the thoughts created all of that, she basically realized like she has all the power. And she has the the power to, you know, not read into what her partner was thinking. And she has the power to realize that call comes on at five and she can leave and go home and not think about that. And she has the power to reframe her day in a totally positive thought of like, look at all the hard work I did to totally set this up for my partner. Like just to see that change, which I think was so obvious in this coaching session was beautiful. Yay. <laughs> I think the other thing that's so important, I mean, just to talk about this group is like, we are all, all women surgeons. This is what an incredible, you know, safe space. And we all get it and we all have the same issues. And it's just like, I've never experienced anything like this before. Me either. And, um, I completely agree because, uh, gift number three, guess what? Last week I was supposed to be on vacation or staycation and I ended up working three days And one of the kids I took care of on, um, Monday morning, I, he's a kid who's 17, he has leukemia and kids that have, um, induction therapy, get a lot of myositis. And of course they don't have an immune system. And so then they get lots of weird illnesses like fungal pockets here and there and all kinds of stuff, but anything that happens on a leg or an arm, we have to take care of as orthopedic surgeons. So this kid had like a little abscess in his calf and I took him in and I did a pretty thorough, um, you know, look, and I didn't find the abscess. It's, there was one area that looked kind of like myositis and like a little icky, but I washed it out, but I didn't take a biopsy. I took cultures and I should have taken a biopsy. So anyway, after that, 
um, was on Monday, he was kind of like sane throughout the week and just still having pain, still having pain. But then I went on vacation and then my partner ended up having to take him over the weekend because he ended up with a fungal infection in his leg. And, um, I did all the same stuff. Like, is my partner going to be like mad at me? Cause I like, what should I have done something more thoroughly? And I ruminated and ruminated and ruminated about my partner having to do this. And when I talked to him over the weekend, just to kind of follow up on how things were going on this kid, he's just like, would you chill out? <laughs> he's like, this is what happens when you're on call lady. <laughs> he's like back down. <laughs> So I did the exact same thing like last week. Ah, our brains. So amazing. Um, all right. Four minutes left. Any last little nuggets? Nuggets, nuggets. So as promised, my daughter walked in and now the dogs are barking right towards the end. Okay, well, I guess if there's nobody else that has anything they want to comment on or ask questions, you can always bounce over to commonthreadwomensurgeons.com and there's a little uh, uh, contact section which goes right to our email. It's coach at commonthreadwomensurgeons.com. So anytime you have a question, you're welcome to post it over there and we will see you at the next event. Thank you. Have a great day, you guys. Bye.